What is up, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of the In The Round podcast. You got Matt. And Tyler. And damn, these new mics sound good. They sound really, really good. Got some new technology on this week's episode, and we have ourselves a damn cool guest. A guy that we met randomly in Midtown after a really cool writer's round took place over at Whiskey Row. It's our buddy Travis Van Hoff. Tyler Travis a bit different from uh, the usual guests that we have on. Yeah, he's a uh, another West Coast guy. Um, you know, we've been having quite a few of those lately here, and uh, they're great guys. Great songwriter comes from like the uh, Warp Tour world. Yeah, and is now doing country music. So. Yeah, so it is a damn good episode. Don't want to spoil the rest of it for you, but his name is Travis Van Hoff. He's doing some big things, and uh, we got to talk to him. And here is a little snippet of one song that he played for us. This one's called Neverland. You just climb to my window There's no one around waiting below You should take a chance at something greater Greater than you have ever known It's more than a dream I need you to say when no one seems to sleep It's more than a dream I need you to say We'll fly away and never land Maybe we'll never land Just take my shaking and Fly away and never land Maybe we'll never land Just take my Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler, and we have got with us, you meet so many cool people in this town, just a random night, and you're just going out and meet people, some people that are in town, some people that are checking out the town, that are here on business, that are here up for music stuff, and we have a guy that we got to meet while just being out midtown, and it was, we had ourselves a hell of a night, we became cool cool friends, and uh, turns out he's a badass singer, songwriter, guitar player, and uh, got some new music coming out in the next year, and he's yeah. been grinding really hard. We've got our buddy Travis Van Hoff. Travis, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Dude, no problem. Glad we were able to fit it in the schedule. Uh, I know these trips can be busy and sometimes hectic because you try to fit so much in while you're, while you're in town with taking different meetings and just meeting people and getting a taste of what the scene has to offer. So what are your thoughts on Nashville right now? You know, it's they welcomed me with open arms. I mean, we met you guys like the first night and it's just been, you know, great ever since. All your boys here, you know, it's been it's been fantastic. So this was that was your first night in Nashville? That was our first night, I think. So a question that we always ask people is your first night like downtown or your first night out in Nashville. You had a pretty good first night. We always ask people what was like the first night that they they don't remember in Nashville. And usually it's that <laughs> within that first week of moving here. But for you, we just had a we just had a killer time. Yeah, we did. We, we went down to Whiskey Row and, uh, and and watched all the guys there playing at the at the round, 
And then somehow just started talking to Jake Arch afterwards. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, hey, we're having this private one over at, you know, at uh, Live Oak. You should come over. And I'm like, okay, we'll be there. And then that's when, like, it really, like, the, the friendship began. So it was great. Yeah, dude. And uh, and you you got some pipes on you. You can sing, man. And, <laughs> Thank and you, you. You can do the damn thing. Now, now, what's the musical journey for you? So how do you get started? You're from Utah originally. Yeah, from Utah originally. So uh, when I was 21... Uh, I, well, let's let's go back a little bit. When I was 18, I you know just out of high school, I released a, an acoustic album, um, and then when I was 21 is when I I wouldn't say that first album was anything good. It was just you know it was you, get the first one out of the getting yourself out, the out there. Absolutely, sure, sure. And then when I was 21, I moved to LA and uh, you know play, was playing around there. Uh, I did uh, street performing at Santa Monica. At Third Street Promenade, if you're familiar with that area. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was fun. And then I, I joined a band actually um, that we played, uh, you know, House of Blues uh, from Anaheim to, to Sunset and before, you know, the Sunset one closed down. But um, yeah, and then we played Warp Tour a little bit. And nice. with the uh, 303 was the year that they, they were headlining. And so it was, it was a pretty crazy time. Uh, different style of music back then for sure. Uh, still trying to find myself, you know, but I feel like finally kind of, you know, going through a couple different bands, uh, having some successes here and there. Um, I've, I've been able to tour the country and stuff a few times. And um, now I feel like I'm home here in Nashville. So it's good. That's dope, man. Yeah. And now growing up in Utah, what's the music? <laughs> I've never been to Utah. I know that Salt Lake City. I know that you got the Utah Jazz. I know College yeah. football is pretty big out there, BYU and Utah. Right, right. Uh, what, what, what was growing up out there like for you? Uh, you know, it's um, it's a different world out there for sure. I mean, there's a lot of Mormons, you know, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, that's like yeah. down here is the buckle of the Bible Belt. It's the same kind of thing where you have a large religious group. And I grew up in New York where there's a large population of, say, like Hasidic Jews and stuff, you know? Right, like right. Like there's certain areas. So Utah is yeah. the home of the Mormons. Right, for sure. And so there's a lot of that around, but I mean, there's also quite a, and I'd say within the most recent years, it's kind of swung in a different direction. Um, people are realizing, you know, a lot of outdoor people are really loving Utah just because it's so close to the mountains. They're like, I mean, Denver talks about, you know, we live in the mountains, but it's like, you know, hour and a half to get to any resort from Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Utah is literally like 20 minutes and you're in the mountains. And yeah. so I feel like a lot of people are moving to Utah that are not, you know, religious that just, you know, for that yeah. outdoor aspect. And so it's been, it's been good. It's been a lot of uh, diversity in the last few years. So it's, it's fun. Awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> Tyler's eyes perked up. I thought he might have had something there. But um, but you, so Utah, what brought you out to L.A.? What was that process like? Because it seems like that's where you got a lot of your music going. Yeah, uh, you know, just being young and naive and was like, well, I got to move to L.A. if I want to be in music. And so I did. <laughs> you know, I, there was no plan necessarily. Uh, you know, I didn't have any connections or anything at that time. And so it was just moving out there to try to make it. And, you know, L.A. was cl the closest you know, music city, uh, you know, to, to Utah. And so it was something, it was, it was familiar to me because I'd been to, you know, Southern California quite yeah. a bit growing up and stuff. And so um, just kind of moved there on a whim and, and somehow joined a band and, yeah, started to plug away. So that uh, band that you toured, tour, what was the name of them? The Sequence. The Sequence. Yeah. No, so what kind of style were they? It was like a pop punk no, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's, so, so something funny <laughs> yeah. about me and Tyler. So we're out on the road a lot together, just driving around here in Tennessee or out on the road together doing whatever. 
And he, he, um, he's some, if I'm driving, he'll sometimes take control of the radio, which I'm always like, if the driver, the driver's got to be in control of the radio, there's a station. No, that's a shotgun job. <laughs> there's a stereo, yeah, there's a, there's a state, yeah, there's a station <laughs> on, on Sirius that's like pop rocks and it's a lot of like pop punk and like the, like the rock that crossed over in the pop of the 2000s. And that's like his favorite one to put on. So that's he gives awesome. me so much shit about it until he actually like started listening to it. One day I get in the car and it's on, I was like, oh yeah, what's this? And he goes, yeah, I've actually kind of warmed up to this channel. I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So what what was that style of music like? What would you kind of compare that to or what was that scene like for you? Uh, you know, it was good. We we uh, played a lot at Chain Reaction, which was a venue in Anaheim that's like a lot of bands started there, like Yellow Card and, you know, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and stuff. Oh, nice. uh, we, we opened for the Ataris there and Red, Jump, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, uh, Seo Sin at House of Blues. And so it was kind of in that realm of like... Uh, you know, just it, we were kind of on the back end, I feel like, of that wave of music. Okay. And so it was, there was a lot of bands that had made it before us in that realm. And it was, you know, they weren't really ready for any new bands, I guess, to make it out of that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely more of that like yellow card vibe that, um, uh, what's that one band? I can't think of the name now. But yeah, like Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and all that. That um, like upbeat, just, Rock, rocking, but also but very me- merry melody, right? right? A lot yeah, of, a lot for of sure. Heavy melodies, yeah, definitely. So for you crossing over now and doing this country thing, what's that process been like for you? And where did that kind of start? Where you're going from making that kind of music that's heavy melody rock, very West Coast, to now you're here in Nashville and you're you're doing the damn thing, what's right? That process right. Been like you know, I I grew up uh, on country. Um, my my dad loves you know Garth Brooks. I grew up on Thunder Roll. And I and George Strait and Alan Jackson and all that stuff. And so, you know, I, I definitely have country in my roots. And, you know, from the sequence, I then formed a band, Van Lady Love. And uh, that was more, uh, it was kind of, a, it wasn't pop rock at all. It was more like uh, Imagine Dragons style, kind of, it was still like very melody driven and, and a lot of, uh, you know, rock, I guess, in, in it and stuff. But it was, kind of a, getting away from that pop rock and now I feel like moving from uh from that band into my solo career uh into um you know I feel like country is such a vague term these days I mean you've got like the pop you've got like the the Eric Church rock and Chris Stapleton and so it's like <clears throat> you know I, I think that it's gonna be just more of who I am and it just kind of the songs that I write and it kind of leans on that country world anyways and honestly, like in a lot of the stuff I've recorded previously, I feel like you can hear in my voice some country undertones. Yeah. And so, and then then this the production that was put on it was not country, and so yeah. it was it kind of didn't lean that way. But I mean, in my voice, it's always kind of been there. Yeah, and you talk about the songwriting. Country is is huge with storytelling and huge in that side of it. And coming from out in that. Is it considered Mountain West? Would you consider Utah Mountain West as a frontier country, or what? What's that? I've never been out there. I've been to right. I think Arizona once, which is the which is not quite. Yeah, yeah, it's Southwest. It's Southwest, okay. right? Yeah. So, um, coming from that area, it seems like storytelling has always been like a big thing out there. With that, and your songwriting, how does that kind of all work into it? You know, it's 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 great. I love uh, westerns, just you know, movies or TV shows and stuff like that. Just I love the the aspect of the West and just kind of that um, kind of living simple lives, living on the prairie, living out wild West type of thing. And, and I think that that's kind of where I'm going to draw a lot of my storytelling from is, is, uh, 
is kind of that living, you know, I feel like out, out here on the east of the Mississippi, there's, you know, there's a lot of growth. There's, there's, you know, houses everywhere. It's like, there's not a whole lot of open land and, and even like, um, BLM land, like there's not really public land anywhere out here on the East coast and out West. I mean, there's public land like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just so much public land. And so it's just like this, like freedom, almost like this uh, wild West kind of freeing, uh, vibe is kind of the, uh, the, you know, yeah. the idea behind this new record. All right. So new record. That's a, That's a cool word. That's something we like here. And those two <laughs> words put together new and record. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is going to be more of the country style. This is, so this is, yeah, your, fir- is sure. this your first solo project that you're putting out in this, uh, in this realm. It is. Now, what was the process of going through that? What made you want to go, go solo? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, you know, I think it was inevitable. Um, it, the band kind of gets to a point where, uh, people just want different things, you know. People have different ideas of what it should be, what the sound should be. Creative differences, <laughs> yeah, right. That's the, that's the term right. that people that I always hear. Yeah, yeah. It's such a hot word now. <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, that's what a lot of people right now are fighting over and stuff. Is just you know creative differences. Like you know, you got people that sign the labels and get you know this image cast on them that aren't doing what they want to do and send the, then they leave for creative differences. So that's yeah. something really right now. Yeah. That's like even guys in the, in the country realm, like Charlie Worsham is a guy that comes to mind where he wanted to do what he wanted to do and, and then went independent or guys or Tucker Bethard there, they get, they get out of their deal and they do their thing. Or if you're in a group and you're in a band, I, I learned this weekend, I got to go out on the road with a, with a band and see what road life is like. You're with those people for a long time. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're up when you're on the road with somebody so if something's not feeling right and, and you have that difference and you have that urge where you got, you want to do your own thing, like that's, that's gotta be, gotta be tough. That's a, that's a big decision to make. Yeah, it, it was actually, um, you know, it, it was always in the back of my mind, um, that I would at some point in my career go country, I guess, as yeah. people say, go country or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think that it was just that I was in this band and it was having success. And so I was just like, well, I can't, I mean, why fix what's, you know, you can't fix what's not broken type of thing. You, you so it, I didn't know at the time, you know, you're in so such in the thick of it. You you kind of don't, you know, it's hard to kind of step back. Yeah, you don't want to walk away from success. Right. Especially when you're having success. Now, were you guys touring around the country? Were you guys primarily West Coast? What was going on in terms of... In terms of that stuff. Right, right. We uh, we were booked by ICM Partners, actually. And so our agent booked us uh, from coast to coast. Like, I've played East Coast a bunch, West Coast a bunch. East Coast is easier to, to tour because the really? cities are how, just how so, so much closer. Like, it, I can play in, like, Philly, and then two hours later, like, the, the, it's only a two-hour drive to, so like, New York type of thing. Yeah. Whereas, like, out West, it's like... Salt Lake, and then like eight hour drive to the next city type of thing. Yeah, same with the Midwest too. Like, you know, you play like Iowa, and then you gotta go to Chicago. Like, that's a nine hour drive, and then you go down to like somewhere else. Like, everything like that's not the Northeast. I was spoiled coming from New York. I was spoiled because I used I used to have we used to have shows just coming through coming through where I would get to go see concerts and. Philly one night to New York to Connecticut to Boston to Maine or just yeah. So East Coast, what kind of what um what what cities were you touring there? Is there one that sticks out like a show where you got that you've gotten to play at some point in your career? Yeah, I would say New York really sticks out. I've played there a handful of times, and 
for some weird reason, even though we're out on the West Coast, that's where I made a lot of connections was just New York City. Um, so that's, you know, where our booking agent was out of was New York. Um, and our publicist, actually, Brittany Brave, she's out in New York as well. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I feel like every time we come to New York, uh, we have a good show. You know, we, we have a good turnout. It, it, it's just the city is is got its own like energy that it, you feed yeah. off of. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's that saying, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. There's eight, <laughs> eight point something million people on yeah. a 13 mile island. Like places are not places in that small of an area. You're not supposed to have that many people. It's I, like yeah. New York, India, certain parts of China where you've got that kind of population, that area. Are there, um, is there a certain venue that you remember playing at? Um, yeah, we played at a few. Rockwood Music Hall is That's great. That's a dope spot. Yeah, that was fun. We played yeah. it a couple times. Uh, pianos we played yep. at. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a few places that we really loved playing out there. That's a cool crowd. I can't wait for them to hear your country project. Cause I, yeah, me too. Seriously, the, the, the side of... So what's really cool is that you're coming from kind of that alternative rock realm where where the melodies... It's There's some deep songs. That style of music, that genre brings out some very deep songs. Country can bring that out as well, especially with your voice. We got to hear you um, spontaneous, like imp- impromptu <laughs> performance at Live Oak that yeah. night. Which, what was that like? You're, you're, you're finally... You're in Nashville, your first night. You're with your boys here, and right. you meet up with us, and we're having a, having a good time. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing number one songs by the writers that wrote them. Like you see Taylor Phillips get up yeah. there and he, he's bumping out Hurricane and bumping out King Brown. It's in songs that aren't even released yet. And then there's other guys that are up there just killing it. And you're just sitting back. And what was that like dude, taking that in? Dude, that was that was crazy. I I remember we uh, you know Jake invited us over to the uh, to that bar Live Oak, and we're sitting there and I was watching all these guys playing. And I, I turned to Gus. And I'm like, man, like we're not in this crew yet. Like they, you know, like they, we, they haven't accepted us quite yet. Like we, I got to get up there and like, and show them something that, you know, turns their heads. And, uh, you know, it was just like, uh, I was nerve. I was nervous, man. Like, I mean, I played a bunch, but just like kind of these intimate settings, especially yeah. with like the caliber of people that were in the room. It was like, it, oh, it, was, gosh. it wasn't just fans at, at a random show <laughs> in a random city. Right. It was it was at the most maybe 30, 40 people, but everyone's industry. Everyone, right, exactly. Everyone's writing. There's some producers in there. There's all kinds of different. It's people that will know good music, but it's also what's cool about that. They they hear a song that they like, or they're, they're they're really listening to your lyrics. They're listening to your guitar playing. They're they're listening to your voice. Like if they're hearing like a what was the thing that uh, a key change, like the littlest things that most of us, most people that don't have musical backgrounds like myself won't pick up on. They're picking up on right. And they're and hey, dude, you got a good reaction in there. I uh, yeah, I was it was hard, <laughs> man. Like I just yeah, it was. Getting up there and just like, oh, please, hopefully they like this. <laughs> playing playing yeah. just, a, just a random guitar. I think it was Tyler. I think it was... I think it was your Jake's gu- guitar, yep, was Jake's it? Jake's guitar, your guitar, Sophie, um, who had recorded with us earlier that week. She, um, her guitar was... It was like three guitars and there were like 15, 20 people that got up there. And everyone was just using the same three guitars. Like nobody was using actually their guitar. It was just yeah. like a guitar pole, just people hanging out. It was just the chillest thing. We stayed there. I think we closed the place down. We were there a long time. Yeah, we were. It was crazy. Right before we played, uh, I think that he he's playing Hurricane. Yeah. And there was a bunch of us on stage, and I got to like get up and just kind of sing backgrounds on. I'm like, wow. Like I'm up here singing <laughs> Hurricane with the man that wrote it, like Taylor Phillips. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like this is crazy. Yeah. And, and then I was yeah. like, okay, I got to follow that. <laughs> like what? That, that's what was funny too. I think Jake. Um, 
Jacob Lutz was up there to a bunch of our bunch of our buddies, Tyler. Um, and he was like, I don't even want to follow. Like, there's the guys, and they're like, I don't want to follow some of these guys up. Like, it like it's tough. But that's the, that's what's cool about Nashville. You never know. That was a Wednesday night, just a random Wednesday yeah. night in in July, just random stuff happening, and it's that's a cool moment. You yeah, know? it was. It was a cool moment, and that's. I mean, that was the beginning of the trip for us, and so it's just like, yeah. What have you been up to since then? Because I I saw you on Wednesday. I haven't seen you since. Now we're fast forward to the following Monday. Yeah, uh, I did uh, a few co rides. Okay. Um, since I've been here, that was kind of the goal. Carly Rogers. You Carly wrote Rogers. I wrote one. Mama's eyes, and it's a, it's a great song. Um, and so I, I did a co-write with her and then the next day, um, she was supposed to play a writer's round at Doghouse, and she was feeling sick. Like her, her, she lost her voice and she had to leave that weekend for like a few shows. Yeah. And so she didn't want to like push it and let, and so she asked me to fill in for her. And so then I got to play a writer's round, <laughs> which I mean, like it's I like, was not expecting to yeah. even play anything while I was here. And that was just awesome. Uh, and then the next day I had another co-write with a, uh, Kenny Fleetwood, um, okay. which is actually the guy we got an email back this morning. Um, the guy that we want to have do our record, this new record. And he's, he's in, he's going to open up the catalog and, and we're going to do some more writing session sessions and yeah, it's going to be Congratulations. Good. Yeah. That's thanks huge. man. So this has been a good trip and this is your first time in Nashville. It's been a very good trip. Uh, this is, I've actually played at the basement East a couple times. Um, nice. In my in my previous band, one of my favorite through. venues in this town yeah. is the Basement East. That place rocks, doesn't it, Tyler? Like that's you've, we, yeah. we've seen some good shows there. It's a um, it's a uh, bad badass venue. And yeah, that's great. So impromptu impromptu writers round. Right. Then you get then you then you filling in on a, on a writers round. Yeah. You're playing yeah. in front of all these people. You get back something from the from the producer. The catalog's going to be opening. Pretty successful trip. Yeah, honestly, you know, we were just hoping to get some riding sessions while we were here, and it, you know, expectations have been exceeded. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been great. You know, things every morning we wake up and there's something new that's happening that's good, and we're just every day has been a good day since we've been here. It's awesome, man. So when are you moving here? <laughs> I know, right? I knew you were about to ask you that. Like literally, I, it's Gus, like... <laughs> I asked Gus that too. I think on on Wednesday, I'd, I had asked him. I'm like, so dude, when when are you, when when is when is the camp gonna be? When is the Travis camp gonna be gonna be coming out? Here? I, you know, it <laughs> should be coming sooner than later, man. I mean, yeah. we. Uh, uh, it, it's a cool city, isn't it? It's you know, just the city itself has been so amazing. Everyone that we've met has been so just genuine and accepting and loving of just mu- good music. Yeah. And like, I mean, every day has been a good day. So I can't imagine what it would be like if we actually lived Dude, here. It's people that get you it. Know? It's people that get it. Yeah. And, and are, I mean, honestly, like they say, I mean, all, most of the guys that I work with security on Broadway, like Ethan and Dave and all those guys, they're writers and performers and they're working on Broadway. Um, you got people that are like Uber and Lyft drivers that are singer songwriters and musicians. You got like literally anybody. The, the weirdest Uber ride I ever had. I was going from downtown to my house when I still lived in Nashville and I'm talking to this guy and I was like, yeah, man. So what do you do? He goes, Oh, I'm retired. And I said, Oh, cool. What'd you do before you retire? He goes, well, I was the, uh, he was the, uh, president of Disney Records. I was like, oh, cool. He's wow. like, yeah, under my like thing, like I signed, like I did the whole Cheetah Girls thing. I did all the high school musicals. And my last thing right before I retired was signing the Jonas Brothers. Wow. And he was like, and I retired at like 47 because there was nothing that I could do that would be better. He's like, I <laughs> yeah. would not be like satisfied with any other jobs. So now I just drive 
Uber and Lyft just to get out of the house. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I've actually real. had that dude three times now. Oh, man. We, we got to find him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we need that Uber driver. But that's what's crazy is like you never know who you're going to bump into in this right. town. It's like the Aldine song says, crazy town. One day one day you they repossess your truck. The next you can make a million bucks. Or everybody plays, everybody th- everybody sings. Like it's, yeah. it's wild, man. And have you gotten to see all the different parts of town? So you've been out on Broadway. So you've gotten to see right, that. Right. The, the clusterfuck that is Broadway, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh Have you been out there? Gosh, were yeah. you guys out there on, on a Friday or Saturday night? Saturday night, yeah. We Dude, were out there. It's it like crazy. It's like a bomb went off. Like, it's <laughs> really? freaking crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Now, could you imagine that after a big concert at the arena or while there's a oh, football gosh. game going on across the river or while the Predators are in the playoffs, the hockey team? Oh, wow. A couple years ago, Tyler was here for this. I'll let him tell us. Yeah, the craziest the Nashville's ago, ever been. We had Bonnaroo CMA Fest. And the Preds were in the Stanley Cup all at the same time. Now, even when the Preds are just in the Stanley Cup, they're on, they like draw 50,000, 60,000 people downtown. Sure. And they shut down all the streets, the Mumbrian and Broadway, and they just set up big jumbotrons. And like there's, you know, 50,000, 60,000 people on the street plus the 20,000 in the arena. Plus the 200,000 yeah. that are in town for CMA Fest. Yeah. Plus all the alternative indie Americana pop crowd that's yeah, in town for wow. Bonnaroo. Because Bonnaroo is a landmark I had to go to the Guitar too. Center that week. I had to go to the Guitar Center, Groons, Corner Music, and Carter just to find a pack of strings that week. Because <laughs> like everything there was, was out. Yeah, there were so I'm many sure. musicians in yeah. town. That's crazy, yeah. Got to ship it. You just got to buy them online, I guess. Yeah, which, which is which is which is uh, which is crazy. But so you've gotten to experience Broadway, right? You right. got to what now? Coming from the alternative background, what do you think of East Nashville? Have you gotten to go over there at all in this trip? Or not uh, quite? Y- yeah, we did a little bit. Um, we met actually uh, Nick Farrell out there. He's a oh, guitar nice. player of Fillmore. Um, we uh, we went and, and uh, hung out with him and his his girl, his little baby girl and, and girlfriend and stuff, and. Uh, and I love East Nashville. I have a buddy that lives out there yeah. as well, actually. And, and I was going to say, coming from the alternative world, that seems to be where that style of music, like the Americana Fest is, is huge here. That yeah. that goes on in the fall, right, Tyler? Americana yeah, that'll Fest, be yeah. going on in like September, October. Yeah, in the fall. So like when that goes on, East Nashville like is a cool vibe. And a lot of people just think, oh, Nashville, it's, just, it's Broadway. It's the wings in the gulch. The, the bachelorette parties wait hours to get pictures <laughs> in front of. It's all yeah. the goddamn pedal taverns that go around with all the drunks and all the idiots. It's this and that. Yeah. But then they forget about East Nashville. They forget about Midtown. They don't Berry know all Hill. these. Berry Hill's a cool spot, too. There's a lot of studios in there, publishing houses and yeah. things. Oh, and there's man. all these cool spots to town, so it's important if you that you've gotten to experience some of that. Also, the uh, best burrito place in Nashville is down in Berry Hill. Baja I, Burrito. I, bet, I don't know, but there's a lot of good burrito places. Actually, the food here is really good. Is by the way, it, yeah. like going around and trying different places is good. Now, what kind of food do you like being from Utah? What's what's I, Utah known for? What do you got out there? You guys eat like bison and shit, or what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> You know there is bison, yes. <laughs> what, what do you, what, honestly, what do you, what do you, what do you all eat out there? Because most of no, the people I, we have on here, like some of our big barbecue people and shit. You, you know, there's gotta... some good barbecue in Utah right really? now. Okay. Um, but I feel like Utah, it's just this weird place where they love their chain restaurants. Like there's a bunch of chain. Like it's the home there. of like if you want a Ruby Tuesdays next to a TGI Fridays next to a Chili's, there. you'll find it on you'll one street it. in Utah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Mexican food. I, I'm a big guy at Chipotle, and yeah, and I just not. recently like figured out how to do Chipotle right. For years, I was a big Chipotle <laughs> hater, 
and like you just finally figured thing. out finally figured out how to make it good. What's the method? Fill the people in. Was, oh, was it man. this? Was it this weekend that you figured it out? No, no, it was like two months ago. Well, when I first started going down the road, it's the bowl with the double rice, double chicken, a little bit of fajita veggies, a little bit of mm-hmm. salsa and cheese, and you put the lid on it, mix it all up. <laughs> Great about your day. Love it, love it. That's great. Yeah, that's something I've learned is that eating on the road is it can be wild. Like the road can be kind of crazy. What was the what was going out on the road like for you coming from that life, especially on something like Warp Tour, where it's just like moving a city. What is the Warp Tour like? Because I remember watching the show, the TV show, a couple years ago, where they're showing all the roadies and everything like that. What's it like? Being a part of something like that, dude. The Warp Tour is like a thing in and of itself. It's like hard to even explain. It's like its own country. They just do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> it's yeah. just crazy, man. Um, it, I mean, it was it was good. We didn't play like the full United States Warp Tour. Yeah. We did like a West Coast run with it type of thing. So still, I didn't experience still the a, whole. That's still a big experience. Yeah, I mean, it was still. I was about to it, say what I was about to ask. What's it like playing uh, Florida in the summer? On Warp Tour because that's got to be rough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, well, I didn't was, make it what, that far. What was California like in the summer, though? Dude, with, Cal- I mean, with, it was great. I mean, it was playing, playing those shows in front of that crowd. Yeah, it was a lot of. I mean, there's so many stages there, um, but I mean, we were lucky to have a stage that was next to a big stage, and so like when they were changing over the big stage, we were playing, and so we got to play in front of like the big crowd type of thing, um, and so it was. I mean, it was awesome. It's just like a different animal, man. Like. Like, people that are into that style of music are, like, only into that style of music in a lot of ways. Like, they, like, they only go to Warp Tour. They only follow, like, those types of bands around and stuff. And so, um, they're, they're fans for life. You know what I mean? Like, they, their whole lifestyle is about it type of thing. And so, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Um, but, I mean, it was, yeah. I mean. <laughs> what's, coming from that alternative scene, what's the wildest thing you've seen go on in the crowd? <laughs> wildest thing you've seen? Uh... It was probably when uh, when I saw the used um, play live, and uh, they, they the guy he was just like okay let's make a line right here in the middle and so like he separates the crowd and then he's like okay and he just starts naming off all these like things of <laughs> uh, just like enemies basically the, the, you're you're this you're the south you're the north or whatever right yeah. and then he's like as soon as this song starts playing I just want you to run at each other a wall of go, death a wall yeah. of death yeah oh no and it was just uh, I was I, like as soon as that started happening I was like I'm getting away from the line <laughs> I'm getting away from the front of the line I'm not about that so but it was nuts man it was it was a good time for sure but it was everyone just started going ham on each other and it was nuts yeah what's the wildest thing you've experienced on the road like road life like oh this this could only happen while I'm on the road kind of thing <laughs> Uh, I know what stays. On I, the, know, I know what man. happens on the road stays on the road. Yeah, I know there's I'm a lot gonna, of tales like that. You're out with your band, the Brothers. But what what's something that you could share with us? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a pretty mellow guy, um, so I don't think I'd get myself into too much trouble. But uh, maybe not you, but just something <laughs> you experience, like something you got to walk. Like, you're like I don't know, like the van breaks down, or you, yeah, you're out of yeah. AC, or like just yeah. Okay, be like a okay. Situation. Here's a good one. So the van we're coming into, we're actually driving back from South by Southwest. And, um, we, uh, we were coming into like Albuquerque, uh, and the van just all of a sudden just kind of dies on us and it was only going like 20 miles an hour. So we pull into this like truck stop and park it and we have to sleep 
literally in between semis, like at a truck stop overnight. So we're just like sleeping in our van, like on the, on the benches and stuff. Yeah. I was scared for my life the whole night. I mean, a truck stop. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never yeah. sleep in a truck, like it, like literally in between semis. Yeah. And I don't even know, you know, what was going on outside the van all night, but and I didn't if, want And to if know. something happens, you can't have a quick getaway. If you're only <laughs> getting up done, to 20 dude. miles per hour, you're toast. <laughs> yeah, we would have been toast you, for sure. You brought up South by Southwest. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh, you would be toast. I just <laughs> picture them like something happening and they're like just trying to go out and they're like, no. <laughs> come on, it's come like, on, come on. It's like the grandma on a scooter like trying to run away from somebody and they're just like walking as fast as the van is driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, where are you going? Like, come on, bro, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. What was South by Southwest like? Because that's a huge event. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, the, the worst load-in of my life. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> it's just you can't go down, what is it, like 3rd Street or something like that? Um, where all the like the, the bars of music is. 3rd or 6th. Yeah, maybe it's 6th. Yeah. Something like that. Some um, kind of number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some <laughs> number street. I yeah. don't know. Um, so we had to park like a mile away and load our gear in. Just the worst, man. It was horrible. Um, so I, I mean, playing down there in South by Southwest, it's, it's crazy, you know, unless you're like playing on a, you know, a bigger stage, like a sponsored stage of some sort, you know, it's kind of hard to like break through all that noise that's going on down there in South by Southwest. I mean, it was, it was fun to go down and experience it and stuff, but like you get, you get lost in all the, there's all the a music. Lot, there's a lot of bands down there. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Is, it's is that- like every bar, like for a, like a mile, there's just bands playing of, of all styles too. yeah exactly so you're Literally. so you're drawing in it, it like whereas warp tour or say like a bond or a cma you know what kind of crowd you're playing to anybody right. could just be walking in there that say they're like a country fan or they're more into like r&b and soul or they're more in the alternative and indie like they're they're not necessarily going to be your crowd right so you're just you don't that's got to be tough too is playing on a festival circuit playing and not knowing that it's like where it's not your show Right. And not knowing the crowd as well. Yeah, you know, it is it is a lot harder in that sense. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to have been blessed with the, the voice I have. And so I, I do turn heads when I sing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, that's hopefully the one thing that like breaks through the noise. They're like, oh, wait, this guy can actually sing. Yeah. And now, so. Yeah. yeah. Now talking about Travis Van Hoff, the country, the country singer songwriter now. Wow. Um, what's, um. For you, what's the songwriting process of going from... I'm assuming you were doing some writing when you were with your other projects. Right, right. What's the writing process been like now, writing country? You know, it is a little different because it's more storytelling, like you were saying earlier. Um, and so I think that was the um, <clears throat> that was the biggest reason to come out here to Nashville, was to kind of get in with some other songwriters that have been writing in the country world for you know, every day for the past however many years. And so it's just, you know, I think that's really what's opened my eyes in, in riding in country and, and working with these other people like Carly Rogers and uh, um, Kenny that we wrote with. Yeah. And um, actually tonight, I think we're going to be writing with Jake. So that'll oh, be fun. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, so you're getting all different styles. I'm not as familiar with Kenny with what his, exactly his style is, but Carly's got obviously that female. She's featured in like that that hip hop world with with Upchurch, but also has her mainstream sound. And then Arch is more of that mainstream sound. So you're getting a little bit of a you're dabbling within the different styles of country, which as a sure. whole is a different style for you. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Definitely. I mean, you know, I, I realized that uh, you know in, in a full record, you don't want every song to sound the same because yeah. people get 
over that so quickly. Yeah. And so I've been trying to kind of diversify the songwriting so that it does, you know, we have like this country banger that I, I feel like, you know, Jake Arch and, and these boys here kind of write. And then Carly is more on that like singer songwriter, yeah. like that. Well, it's the song we wrote. It was just a beautiful melody. Um, and so, it, you know, we want to hopefully make it a, a full album of, you know, good songs, but like different so that people don't, yeah. want to skip to the next album or whatever. Yeah, and you want to figure out the way to sonically have it all come together, which yes. is the hard part, which is what, what Kenny will be working <laughs> right, on with you, right, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, that's exactly. cool that you lock, that, lock down the producer and stuff. That's huge for you. Yeah. Um, now, uh, what are the goals for the rest of 2019? We're already coming into August, which is crazy, by the way. That how is fast crazy. this year's going on. Yeah. What are your goals for the rest of the year? So the goals for the rest of the year are to at least uh, get one song off the album ready to go, and we're going to try to release it in October. Okay. Um, so, you know, we don't want to go too far into the, uh, you know, the holiday season, because then music just gets buried, unless yeah. it's a holiday song. Yeah. And even then, you get buried with all the other holiday crap Travis that's out Benham there. Travis Christmas song. Right? Hey, I'm just saying, Gus, what do you yeah. think? I'm just saying, hey, why yeah. not? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe maybe a, a little clip of something. No, I definitely want to hear something in October, for sure. So, so October with our first single, and then we'll probably wait until um, January to kind of start releasing the actual record. Uh, January and then March is when we want to release the full record. Awesome. Um, so, as far as, like, what's... 2019 looking like it's kind of just getting the team in place okay and ready for yeah and you know the release and stuff because i mean obviously i know that yeah i mean i compare it to like a, a car engine like every piece of that car engine needs to be working in order for this car to move and so we need to like build the engine and make yeah. sure they're all working together well i'd say you, you've got those main parts together and and things are the engine is starting to hum a little bit. It's not quite there yet, right, but, but it's right. starting to go for it. Yeah. I think coming to Nashville was just what you just what you needed, dude. Oh, and yeah. and congrats on everything. Thank um, you. And dude, hope to see you if not here full time here pretty regularly because I, yeah. I, I I like what you do. I like Thanks, the man. guys that you got as a part of that engine right now. You're getting some good parts, man. You're getting <laughs> yeah. some good parts. You're, yeah, you're navigating you. and finding them. And uh, it seems like things are, are going really well. Now, we always wrap this thing up with uh, our guests playing a tune for us. Sure. What, what would you like to play for us this afternoon? You know, I was actually thinking I'd play the song I wrote with Carly. Okay, cool. Now, what was the title on that again? Mama's Eyes. Mama's Eyes. Now, what went into that song? Uh, you know, it was, uh, she actually started writing it about her nephew. Um, and I think he had just turned like two or three years old or something like that. And I had a, I have a baby boy that is 10 months old now. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, That's thank awesome. You. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And so, you know, I just wanted to write um, just kind of a song about just the beauty of life and what it is. And, and that kind of, it came out, you know, kind of written about just this little baby boy. And so it, it was, it, it was a beautiful song. Awesome. That's badass, man. So <laughs> where can people find you on the socials? Where can they uh, Yeah, you can look connected? it up on Travis Van Hoff on my Instagram. Um, now is it, now is it V A is it V A N or V O N? It's V A N H O F F. Okay. All right. Awesome. People and yeah, find you. yeah, come find me. That'd be great. That's probably the main sort the place that I'm most active is on the Instagram and stuff. So awesome. You can follow his story of being in Nashville and, and yeah. meet, meet the team and, uh, and see all that stuff. Cause this guy, I'm telling you guys, he's, he's got a lot going on and 2019 into 2020 and beyond. Uh, once that car is built, um, it's going to be going pedal yeah. to the metal. So Definitely. Tyler, another another one in the books, buddy, huh? 
Yeah, man. Dude, this was a fun one, dude. Thanks thank for you. having me. Dude, thank you for short notice. Usually we have to schedule very far out, but I was like, you're, you guys are, are heading back to, to where you're heading to, heading out west, and we're not sure exactly when you're going to be back. So very happy we were able to yeah, get this I done, Yeah, I appreciate man. it. It was perfect timing. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, guys. Make sure you follow Travis on all the socials. Make sure you follow along with us, too. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Throw a little review up there for us on Instagram. It's what, Tyler? Uh, in the round podcast. There he is. I got him. In the round podcast on Instagram. You can find us in the round on Facebook. So used to people saying like official or yeah. music. Like oh, those two went through my head. No, and I was just like nobody, in the round official. No, no that's not no, it. Nobody's, <laughs> try, nobody's trying to be us yet when there is when there is uh, when there are those imposters out there. Maybe throw the official in there. But for right now it's just in the round podcast. You can also find content on YouTube, Facebook. We're hopefully gonna have a website soon-ish, hopefully. Um and then uh Twitter's coming soon. Twitter is coming soon. Are you on Twitter by by the way, he is. Yeah. I already found him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Tyler, Tyler, is, <laughs> awesome. Tyler, Tyler is a notorious uh, tr- Twitter troll. I have like six or seven profiles at this point. Now. That's awesome. And they're all fake. They're all fake Twitter. Oh, I have mine. Twitter I do have mine. <laughs> he has his own. But yeah. That's... Yeah. I actually got a block on one of them the other day. I uh, I really went after Old Town Road like hard. <laughs> and he got blocked. And it was my third strike and I'm no longer allowed in that profile. So That's hilarious. So if you, so if you find certain Twitter trolls, um, yeah. one of them, uh, I know Tyler just made one recently that should be pretty easy for people to recognize. So if they want to, yeah. if they go on there and find that, but also you can find just a wandering Tyler, wandering like he's moving, not wandering like he's thinking with a Southern accent. Sometimes it gets confused. Um, yeah. And then uh, I'm at <laughs> Matt Brill at Coda Rocks are uh Coda Bear videographer and photographer. Shout out to the team here too. We got Gus. And what was your name again, buddy? Zach. Zach. Zach with that really nice Sony camera that he's got right there. These boys don't mess around. Now, without further ado, I'm gonna shut up, let Mr. Travis Van Hoff take us away. It's mama's tears, right? Mama's eyes. Mama's eyes. Mama's eyes. Tears can sometimes come out of the eyes, but here is Mama's Eyes, Travis Van Hoff, Carly Rogers, original. You've been listening to the In the Round podcast. Seven pounds, eleven ounces A new life wrapped in a blanket And covered in trains and cars Ten fingers, ten toes And a perfect little nose I've been waiting, here you are And I can't help feeling Exciting and afraid Seems like the only thing I know is my world's about to change That smile you got it from your grandma That head of hair looks just like Uncle Tom And that heart of yours that's beating Thunders just like mine And when it rains, I pray to God you see the light you got your mama's eyes Don't worry, stay strong I'll catch you when you fall Cause I'll always have your back Big world, new places Eight billion other faces But I'm the one that gets to call you dad and I can't help feeling excited and afraid 
Yeah, you got your mama's eyes. 